Pentecost, a special day when the Lord came upon his people with great power. And I want to say three things about it. I usually have three points. And there are three boxes. Children, you have three boxes on your sheet. The first thing we're going to acknowledge, and we're really just rehearsing some some fairly basic things this morning, is that God's Spirit is a gift to anyone and everyone. God's Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit, is a gift to anyone and everyone. So the Apostle Peter got up and he wanted to make it clear, young or old, from every nation, whether you're male or female, whoever you are, you too can receive the gift of God's Spirit. He quoted this prophet called Joel saying, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. Towards the end of this big long sermon that he did there, he said this, repent and be baptized. Every one of you, he's talking to a crowd, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So children, here's what I'd like you to draw for box number one. I'd like you to draw someone in that box who looks really ordinary, as ordinary as you possibly can, okay? I don't know what ordinary looks like for you. It could be male or female, young or old. They may have long hair, short hair, no hair. They could be from any country in the world. And I'd like you to name them. Give them a really, really ordinary name. So I looked up all the most common names around the world. Do you want to hear what they are? Here we go. Yes, you do. If, um, if you're a boy uh, from Italy, the most common name is Marco. So if you're, if you're drawing an, an ordinary Italian, you might sort of speech bubble, my name is Marco. Uh, if you're a girl, if it's a girl from Kenya, the most common name is Mercy. Isn't that lovely? Mercy. If you're a boy from China, the most common name there apparently last year was Zhang. Z-H-A-N-G in English. A girl from Jordan, you might be able to confirm this. Uh, the most popular girl's name in Jordan at the moment is Juri. Is that right? Juri? Apparently. The internet says so. <laughs> All right. The most popular boy's name in the UK right now, do you know what that is? I thought it would be like Gary or something, Steve, Dave, Noah in 2021. Isn't that amazing? The biblical mighty prophet Noah is the most common boy's name in the UK last year and most common girl's name Olivia, right? Ordinary person on your sheets, get those drawing. Whilst uh, the children do that, let me remind the adults. The disciples, remember at this point, they've lost their leader, the Lord Jesus. He's gone, 10 days gone. 
They could have at this moment just been thinking about the glory days, what Jesus had done with them, what Jesus had said with them, the miracles, the crowds, the confrontations with the Pharisees, all of that could have been on their mind. They could have been saying, oh, it was so good. And it was, do you remember when all those kind of conversations would have been happening? They could have felt a bit sorry for themselves, a bit upset. But actually, Acts chapter 1, verse 14, the whole time before Pentecost, they're praying, they're worshiping, they're expecting a new thing. They're waiting on the Lord for a new work. That's what they're doing as they come into Pentecost and the giving of God's Spirit. And very excited they are, of course, when they discover that this Spirit of the living God is for everyone. So that's point one. The Spirit of the Lord for anyone and for everyone. Okay, point two. Children, are you ready? Next one. The promised Holy Spirit came with signs, great signs of fire. So you can see all the ribbons we've got around the church and wind. So here's the verses, Acts chapter 2 verse 1. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. Now, just remember this. The Christians, those first Christians, must have thought to themselves, without Jesus, with our leader now gone, surely we have no chance. Like with Jesus, the job was big enough, but with him now gone, our leader, what on earth are we going to do? And how on earth are we going to carry out the mission that he's given to us? And in the midst of that, the Spirit of the Lord comes with these amazing signs. So before I get you to draw something, I would actually like to see if at St. John's South End this morning, we could be a rushing wind orchestra. Do you think we can do this? So here's the plan. Here's the plan. When my hand's down here, you've just got to go like that. But as my hand goes higher, you've got to up the volume and up the pitch as well. Are you ready? Let's see if we can produce a rushing wind. Okay, ready? All together now. I think we could do a little bit better. This is the spirit of the living God. <laughs> Come on, put your little bit of, all right. Rushing wind orchestra, all right. All right, that'll do. <laughs> we'll work on that for next year. So box two, children, box two. Can you draw um, pictures of two symbols? So I want fire, I want a flame, and I want wind. So you can do sort of wavy lines for the wind. Fire, big flame. I want to see two things, wind and fire. Now, again, this is important, isn't it? 
for the adults, for all of us here to understand, the Lord has given us two very, very powerful symbols there, wind and fire. These are not things that you can put in your pocket. These are not things that we can control by special words or incantations or going through certain rituals. Wind. Fire. These are the things that usually overwhelm and overpower human beings, don't they? Those are the symbols that the Lord gave at Pentecost to make sure, as we look back, to make sure we understand this, this is, these are heavenly resources. This is God's power. It's not something we can put in our back pocket or manipulate, but something that overwhelms. But positively, overwhelms with confidence and awe so that those first Christians are standing up in front of many people and with God's authority speaking about the Lord Jesus Christ. So symbols of great power, fire, wind. Because remember, the Lord is making a people ready to take the gospel to the nations, to all the world. So they need to know, don't they? Those Christians needed to know we need serious resources, serious strength and power. And they saw those in the wind and in the fire. The Lord was with them. Thirdly, they get an example, one specific example of how the Lord is going to solve a huge logistical problem for them. So this is verse 7. Utterly amazed, they ask, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our own native language? And then there's this big, long list. Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonder of God in our own language. Now, interestingly, if you stick all of those languages on a map, we'll see it here, that's what it looks like. All of those lists, that list in Acts 2, can you see it forms a massive circle of basically all the territories around Jerusalem at that time? covering an area of about three or four million square miles. So can you see what they're saying? Granted, it's not the whole world, but for them, that is pretty much a massive start, isn't it? It's a huge, it is their world. It is all the surrounding nations around them at that time. And the Lord was calling them to all those nations. And can you imagine what they'd have been like Imagining that mission in front of them, they must have thought to themselves, uh, or if, let's put it this way, they must have been discussing all the many, many difficulties they, they would encounter trying to do something like that. I'm sure people were saying, oh my gosh, we're going to need money, we're going to need transport, we're going to need people. 
We're going to need to pray, all of that. But then, apart from all of that, someone I'm sure might have piped up and said, even if we got all of those things, we can't even speak their language. Like we're stuck. We can't even relate to these people because we can't speak their language. So the Lord takes the biggest problem in front of them, the biggest, the most challenging logistical problem for this, miss- for this mission, like the hardest thing, and solves it instantly. Instantly. And they're all speaking these languages. Isn't that amazing? He's like, the hardest thing, the toughest thing, the most unthinkably hard barrier to getting this done, the really hard thing, language, learning a language takes time. I'll solve that for you right now. So, children, what I'd like you to draw in your third box is some flags, right? Let's have some flags. Now, I thought, to, to be fair, under eight, one flag, please, and not your country of origin. If you're nine or ten, two flags. If you're 11 or 12, three flags, please. Uh, I want them neat. And if you're age 13 plus, five flags, not your country of origin, please. Five different flags, all named, all correctly drawn, geometric precision. And you can put across it the good news for all the world. So you can write that like a banner over your flags. Good news for all the world. As the kids just do that, a final thought then. The gospel of Jesus Christ is God's gospel. It's for the world. And here the Lord was showing his people, then and now, What's the biggest problem? What's the hardest, most unsolvable thing for you as you want to carry forward the good news of Jesus to where you are? Or the people whom you're moving amongst? Or the people of this parish, 4,000 residents in our parish right here in St. John's? Or this city, 200,000 people in the city of Southend? What's the barrier? What The Lord's saying... What's, what's the biggest thing? What's the hardest thing for you? I'll solve that. I can solve it immediately. I'll give you signs of great power, wind and fire. I'll give you the gift of my spirit and I will solve these logistical problems for you instantly. Would you trust me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, brothers and sisters, this is Pentecost. We come back to this again and again to remind ourselves we're doing the Lord's work. It is the Spirit of the living God who fills and equips us, the same Spirit who came with signs of wind and fire, the same Spirit who can overcome any barrier. There is no barrier too great for this living Lord, God the Holy Spirit, to overcome. And he can do it immediately if he wills and if he wants to and if we trust him
he can do it. Immediately. So let's pray. Children, you can come and show me the things that you've drawn at the end of the service. We'll sing in a moment one more time. But let's pray together to the same God and Holy Spirit as we pray now together. Let's pray. Father God, we pray again for Asher and Karen, thanking you, Lord, for their profession of faith, for their new life in Jesus, for the waters of baptism, once dead, now alive in Christ Jesus, both now and forever, safe in his hands, forever held, loved, children of the living God, as we all are, as we trust in him. Lord, we all stand together as baptized Christians here in this church, uh, trusting in you, Lord Jesus, that you will carry us safely home. Until that great day, we pray that the same Spirit who filled your people at Pentecost would continue to fill and equip us in the same task. Lord Jesus, you've called us to the nations, and we're going to start in Southend on sea. And so, Father God, who is at this time teaching the hearts of your faithful people by sending to them the light of your Holy Spirit, give us, by that same Spirit, a right understanding of the Spirit's work and power today and to rejoice in that power to equip us for his mission through the merits of Christ Jesus, our Savior, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.